Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Kernels of Truth brought to you by Progress Kentucky. We have got a wonderful show to, uh, show, a show to you. We're going to send a show to you. It's right now coming your way through the internet. And it's going to be wonderful, except for maybe this part right now. Uh, after we check in with tonight's co-host, we'll be doing a Kentucky political news roundup. We've got a call to action to uh, join the fight for a more compassionate Kentucky. And we're speaking with Catherine Muller about what's going on in Eastern Kentucky. Uh, but first, our quick plug for Progress Kentucky. Uh, we are an all-volunteer campaign. Can you tell we're all-volunteer? Uh, we are committed to connecting the dots between Republican-led policies which harm our state. We'll be hearing more about those later, uh, while supporting a better political way forward for our Commonwealth. And if that sounds like a mission that you can get behind, please head to our secure ActBlue page, make a donation, 50 bucks, 500 bucks, anywhere in between. You know, it all adds up and it all supports our efforts to turn Kentucky purple. We do, we wanna get to blue, but we understand that we're deeply red right now and we're gonna to have to get to purple before we get to blue. So it's a, we've got a multi-step process and we need you to support that effort. So uh, gonna quickly check in with our hosts. Who are you, where are you, and what does your protest sign say today? Uh, and of course you in the comments, you watching us on the interwebs, please, Put your sign there uh, in the Facebook comments. I want to see what you guys have to say. But I'm Aaron. I'm coming to you from Childsburg in Lexington. Uh, and my sign says, hate Biden, Pelosi, and Schumer. Socialist stimulus checks accepted here. Um, I'm sure I will get plenty of, <laughs> of those donations. Uh, hey, Denise, what's up with you? there, Aaron. This is me, Denise Gray, coming to you for the north side of Kentucky. Or where am I? See, now I'm tongue-tied just like you. The north side of Lexington. And my protest sign says, well, I'm not going to hold it up. I was going to hold it up before. Well, maybe I will I do Wait, it. I want to see it. Show us. Okay. Uh, it says, can you all see it? When, uh, when someone shows you shows you who they are, believe them the first time, Dr. Maya Angelou. And that goes out to the Republican Party who just stabbed children's features in the heart and opened up the door for state funding to the Satanic School of Kentucky. So thank you, Damon Thayer. Ooh, and more on that story later. Uh, Kimberly, hey. Hi, I'm Kimberly Cecil Jones, and I'm coming to you from Louisville, Kentucky, in my nice living room. And my protest sign says today, GOP must go immediately. They're it's doing too much, and they're not doing anything, so they need to go. We have to start now to get them all voted out. Woo, I'm in, let's do it. Uh, and hey, Ken, there behind the board. Oh, hello. It's a beautiful, uh, rainy, terribly cold, gross Monday. Uh, my protest, I'm coming from north side of, of town, not too far away. I see uh, Denise Gray sometimes at the grocery and that's always exciting. Um, that's a treat for him, everybody. That's a treat. <laughs> who, who wouldn't find that a treat? It is a treat. It was. Ask uh, my sister. <laughs> anyway, my, my protest sign says uh, reorg. Uh, go to KentuckyDemocrats.org and participate. Don't just post about stuff that 
you know, on the internet, like participate just like this. That's the website. That's my protest sign. Uh, awesome. Get involved. Opportunities are open now. All right. So the, let's do our news roundup. Let's hit into the news of the week. Uh, and I think the first story comes to us via Kimberly. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, Biden, President Biden signs the American Rescue Plan into law. Folks have already started receiving stimulus deposits. I haven't, but I personally know people that have. Um, as the President Biden said on March the 11th, the American Rescue Plan means a $7,000 check for a single mom of four. Um, it means more to support safely and quickly reopen schools. It means setting up additional vaccination sites to help America get back to normal. So in case you don't know everything that's really the, the key points that are in the bill, uh, let me be the one to tell you that it means a $1,400 direct payment for those who need them the most. Uh, it's going to be cutting childhood poverty in half through a per child tax credit of $300 per month housing assistance for 12 months, and also $300 a month, or is that a week, unemployment assistance, and money for live music venues to help them hang on until it's safe to reopen, and also support for independently owned restaurants through debt-free aid, safer school reopenings. Most of you parents are very, very interested about that. Uh, funding for vaccine production and distribution, specific support for rural health providers, including telehealth and vaccine distribution to folks that are otherwise hard to reach. So that would also mean our homeless. I know that um, they're saving back uh, about 1500 right here in Louisville, Kentucky uh, of the Johnson and Johnson one shot and we're done shot uh, to the homeless. So also uh, let's talk about right now, here's what Kentucky only a Democrat in Washington, Chairman John Yarmuth, whom we love very much. He said, we promised relief. The president promised relief and now help is on the way. So as the budget committee chairman, he played a significant role in crafting and passing this bill. So let's ask, what did the Republicans do in response? Well, I'm sure ladies and gentlemen, you will not be shocked. Now a Senator took credit for a program despite voting against the bill. And was that Lisa Murkowski that put something in the bill knowing all along that she was not going to vote on the bill? And here in Kentucky, the GOP-led House immediately moved a budget which would lock down Governor Bashir's efforts to use the anticipated uh, $2.4 billion indirect aid to Kentucky. Remember, this is the type of direct aid to states that Mitch McConnell despised. Because why? It lets folks like Andy Bashir make decisions and figure out really how best to help residents in need. 
So the power-hungry leadership in Frankfurt, as we well know, Senate President Robert Stivers, House Speaker David Osborne, and others have developed legislative strategies to stop the types of projects Governor Bashir was able to do with previous state support dollars, such as rent, uh, support eviction relief efforts, and COVID vaccine distribution and contact tracing. The Republican budget also cut Governor Bashir's efforts to provide raises for state workers, fix the state's unemployment system, and increase broadband. Instead, the GOP does this. <laughs> the GOP budget puts this historic windfall into an already swollen rainy day fund. What is the point of sitting on a st on stimulus dollars? I don't I don't understand it. I if somebody does, please comment if you do understand this because Republican lawmakers have constituents who are hurting right now. And as the Senate Majority Leader and friend of the live stream, Morgan McGarvey said, we have a billion dollars in the rainy day fund when most Kentuckians are bailing water out of their basements with a broken sump pump. Thankfully, much of the federal money that comes to the state is targeted and will go to programs we mentioned earlier, free of the political interference of the GOP. Now, if you really want to look at a deeper uh, meaning and, and deeper insight of all of these issues, on the screen, you can see right there, uh, and you want to know what this budget would do, check out the Kentucky Center for Economic Policy Analysis right here uh, on our screen. That is the link that you want to go to if you would like more information about the budget here in Kentucky, which I'm sure that everyone is very, very interested about that. So uh, back to you, Aaron. Uh, thanks. Yeah, that is a, that's a lot of news, right? So this American Rescue Plan is enormous. Right, and the very long list of uh, issues that she rattled off there is just like kind of a drop in the bucket, right? Uh, but I think it's I think it's important that we spend some time with it because it's the stuff that's going to have like a real impact on people's lives, like you know the the child tax credit, which you don't have to pay taxes to get that child credit. Uh, so the three hundred dollars a month will help. I think you know the estimate is that like half the kids that are in poverty will no longer be in poverty because of that that tax credit. Uh, which is pretty phenomenal. And that is, you know, that's, that's a game changer. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to see it. I hope, you know, that President Biden gets lots of credit for it. Uh, and I hope that, you know, the, you know, the Republicans in Frankfurt's efforts to kind of stymie as much of that as possible uh, are, you know, I don't know, I hope their constituents hold them accountable for it because it's garbage. Denise, what do you think? Well, um, I concur. But, you know, like I keep saying, uh, or my, my uh, protest sign said, says today, when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. And I'm going to transition into this next story right here. Um, here's story number two. Teachers in Frankfurt were raising awareness in opposition to a bill. This is last week. Opposition to a bill moving through the legislature, um, House B. Uh, 563 passed the full house last week, despite strong opposition. As amendment as amended, the bill does all of the following: um, allows allows quote unquote public school choice, establishes 
education opportunity accounts and corresponding tax credits for donors. Um, it, thirdly, it allows the use of education opportunity account money to pay tuition for private schools in three counties. And those counties of all are Jefferson County, Fayette County, and Kenton County. Um, it also establishes a, a task force to review the school funding formula. And finally, it, it um, includes statutory language to facilitate full day kindergarten without funding, uh, which would need to be added to the to a separate budget bill. So basically they passed something that there's no money for at this time. But uh, the bill will allow will now move to the Senate, um, which it moved there today. Um, although there are no scheduled meetings of Senate of the Senate um, Education Committee this week, at the at this point in the session, committee meetings can be called with very little um, advance notice. We are in the twilight of this session. Um, if the Senate takes action on the provisions of House Bill 563 and make adjustments to add funding for the kindergarten provisions, the bill will require 60 votes for final passage in the House. Um, it should be noted also that the legislature could easily provide the $100 million price for full day kindergarten in the state budget and pass it clean without chaining it to school choice provisions or school vouchers. Um, so you all, that's what was just passed, just in case you all weren't clear. It was, um, or uh, school, school vouchers, which many educators of course are against, which um, we have seen in other states, the ramification of such, such things. So I want you to watch the General Assembly very closely like very, very closely. Um, these are the last days of the session. Uh, and these days, the last days, the twilight of the sessions are always full with uh, procedural shenanigans and questionable ta tactics drama. Um, and Tuesdays, I believe, is the, tomorrow is the last day of the 2021 session. So, and we have two days, um, uh, until you know for that are left open for vetoes so remember what my my protest sign is when someone shows you who they are you believe them the first time i hope kentuckians are listening so we do have strong warriors out there who are doing the job of fighting for the students and our educators we have kea president my personal friend friend of the show um, Eddie Campbell uh, said, House Bill 563 proves that legislators have no intention of meeting their constitutional obligations to fund public schools and adequately or equitably, equitably. It's a sham and it's also a shame. Um, the, we need to put our children first. We need to put the future of our commonwealth first. And it's obvious by the actions of the controlling party in Frankfurt, they don't give a darn about the real people of Kentucky. So what do you all think, Kimberly and Aaron? 
Yeah, it is. I mean, I'll just say, I think this is a bummer. This is a total camel's nose move, right? So they want to just start the process, you know, these tax credits, which will basically allow for private entities to, um, you know, to get involved with school funding. So taking public funds uh, away from public schools and putting them into private schools. It's like a, a bit of, it's like a multi-step process to do it, but it will work and it will allow them to, at least in those three counties, uh, move uh, public funds, uh, you know, uh, out of the a public system and put it into the private system. And that is, you know, that's just not what taxpayer funds should be for in my, right. in my view. Right. And can I add one more thing in 2018 educators, um, all of us who were in our red protesting, we told you that the what that party was doing what governor bevin was attempting to do at that time was just the beginning many kentuckians didn't believe us many kentuckians thought that we were being dramatic but we're seeing exactly what happening in right now that we told you would happen and this is not over there are so many things this party has been attempting to do with the with the help of Alec. And this is just the beginning. This was an Alec bill before. And so it's passed. It wasn't written for the people. It was written by a private conservative group who writes policies so they can benefit them. So you all, it's happening. Vote accordingly. Um, I would like to say as far as um, there's, there's many points I would like to make on the information that Denise has given to us, but one of the things that stuck out to me, um, working within the public school system in Jefferson County, um, I didn't have a paid position, but for two years I was the um, membership chair of the PTA and I was the spokesperson for the PTA. So I, I saw this failure to really include parents. We have a lot, we have more grandparents taking care of children now. Um, I saw the disconnect from the education system to the parents and grandparents or whomever else, and especially the children. Um, although my daughter, another point that I would like to make and what Denise was talking about also is that uh, to the uh, private schools here in Jefferson County, my daughter was a graduate of Sacred Heart Academy and uh, there was not a lot of monies uh, available for me uh, to pay that tuition and, and a lot of cost. And, and I mean, it was just astronomical, let me tell you. But the archdiocese did give about $1,000 every semester uh, to help me out. Uh, my feelings are before we start working with the private schools, let's get the public schools together and let's find out a way that we can include those parents and those grandparents in uh, moving forward on, on our education system. Uh, because right now, Kentucky um, doesn't have a very good reputation when it comes to education. Uh, a lot of people are wanting to leave the state um, just because they want their children to have a better education. Um, I graduated from uh, uh, public school. Uh, my son graduated from public school. However, 
Uh, also, this full day kindergarten deal and, and passing laws that you don't have any money for, that's almost like what they say, you know, you're writing checks, you're behind cash. So uh, those are the things that I would like to point out. It seems ludicrous. Um, I can't wrap my head around it very much. And uh, it just seems like more of a cover up of something more nefarious going on. Yeah, I mean, I think it definitely is like it is it's very nefarious. Right. And again, it's like one step down the road towards, you know, just a wholesale uh, dismantling of our public school system as they get away with this. They're kind of putting in place some uh, some processes that could be, you know, I think uh, am amplified and increased. So it really is important that folks, you know, that we block this bill as much as we possibly can. You know, the problem, of course, is. They've got these, you know, super majorities uh, in both houses. And so we've got, you know, I think the, you know, the, the, the governor can veto this, uh, and, but depending on the timing, right, you know, uh, they will just be able to come back and over, overrule his veto, right? So there's like three days left in the session. There's a tomorrow and then, you know, the end of the month, there's two more days where they can overcome, uh, overturn vetoes. So that's, I think that's the idea. Like they want to get this done now so that they can overcome his veto later on. This is definitely a priority of, of these lawmakers. So uh, it's a problem. All right. So we're going to move on now. We got our quick call to action. Uh, so we just told you about how bad the Republicans are uh, in, uh, in Kentucky, right? So you want to help us do something about it? Right, you do. I'm I'm fired up. Let's do something. Let's turn this state purple. We have actually got a uh, organized. We are organizing in a meeting, a kind of you know volunteer team meeting. Uh, we want to hear from folks uh, you know who are connected with us. Want to hear your ideas about how we can uh, work together to uh, to kind of hold lawmakers accountable. Uh, we have got you know some some of our leaders are queued up to talk about certain organizing projects. We've been working with Kit, if you recall Kit. Uh, They've not been on the live stream for a little while, but uh, but they are our organizing chair and are going to help uh, spread the word and, you know, get that vision of what we can do on the grassroots level to start talking to people and start building up that army, to start educating folks about these policies and how they affect our state and what we need to do to fix that political landscape in our kind of small yet significant ways. Because, uh, you know, it, it all adds up, right? So that's going to be three o'clock uh, Saturday, March 20th, next Saturday, uh, we have a survey that we would like you to fill out beforehand. So tell us about, you know, the issues you're concerned about and what kind of or organizing projects you'd like to help out with uh, and fill out that survey. When you fill out that survey, uh, you'll give us your email address. Once uh, we have your email address, we'll send you out the Zoom link. So it's just kind of like a two-step process. Uh, if you're on our email list already, we'll probably send you out the Zoom link. But uh, if you would like to you know, get in this, uh, it's not going to be a Facebook Live. It's going to be a Zoom call so we can hear from you kind of more of a back and forth. So that's what's happening. I'm excited. I hope you'll join us. Denise, you going to be there? I will do the bet, my best to be there. Wait, what? <laughs> that was like not the answer I was expecting. Two events planned at the same time. So I'm going to be there if, when I'll be in and out. Uh, all right. That was Sorry. not, that was not the answer I was hoping for. I know, I know it was not. And I was like, Denise I'm is a rock not. star. Denise is our rock star. Like, obviously, yeah, you gotta get... I don't know about that, but thank you for the love. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, how about you, Kimball? Are you going to be there? Say yes. Your answer is supposed to be yes, no matter what. Oh, that's how we're doing it now. Okay. Uh, so I said, uh, I'm going to say uh, maybe and a possible. 
Oh my gosh, this is a tough crowd. This is a tough crowd. I can't even get my co-host to show up. Wait, All right. Hold, um, up, hold, hold up, Mr. Aaron. Hold up, hold up. Hold oh up. Lord, here we go, y'all. Hold up. Hold up. I will try my very, very best to be there because this organization is so incredibly important that um, maybe Denise and I can work out a half and half. You know what I'm saying? Like there will be presence, okay? There will be black girl magic, okay? Yes. That, and I even when we're not present, we're present. So, I mean, you know, Denise was at the organizing meeting to set up the meeting, so you know, her vision is going to be shared there, whether she's able to, you know, show up specifically at that moment or not. This is this is the first time I've heard of it, so I mean, I, I look forward. What? <laughs> Yeah. Lies and deceit right there. That was that was intentional, just to be clear. <laughs> this like, this sounds like a podcast to me. This sounds like an actual podcast, right? <laughs> I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna get us moving forward because yeah. I clearly have just stepped in it with that whole call to action thing. Uh, but we are excited because we're gonna be joined uh, right now by an interview for an interview with Catherine Muller. Uh, who has strong ties to Eastern Kentucky, uh, where, of course, you know, as we mentioned last week, the historic flooding that's going on, that local disaster declarations in at least 49 communities. Uh, but uh, we want to hear uh, kind of from uh, from her what's going on out there and have a conversation about, you know, how folks can help. So, Catherine, welcome to the Hi. show. Thanks, y'all. Thank you for having me. Oh, no, we're so glad to have you because, you yes, know, that's an area that critically important uh, you know, really a, a spot that it was hard hit. And I want to just hear, you know, a couple of things, but first, because again, we're not, we're not a new show. We're not a bunch of talking heads. Right. This is a digital demonstration for a more progressive Kentucky. What does your protest sign say today, Catherine? My protest sign is not a protest, but it's a, it's encouragement. It's, we all do better when we all do better. Uh, Paul Wellstone, the Senator from Minnesota, that's it's one of my favorites, and I, I think it's uh, encouraging and and kind of puts everybody in their place. You know, everybody everybody does better. We all do better when we all do better. It's one of my favorites. It's a mantra. That's a good one. Uh, yeah, Wellstone. What a what a champion for working people. What uh, what a loss. What a tragic loss. You know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, not just tax cuts for the rich that will trickle down. <laughs> a fundamental difference view of the world all right so hey so tell us a little bit though about kind of what what are you hearing what are you experiencing what are your your, your people telling you about how the the flooding you know obviously the water's i think you know gone down at this point but sure. where, what's the impact well uh so the water uh, i'm from i'm from martin county and that's where i spent I've, I've i've been home since this happened and i'll go home again in a week to to do some more stuff but um you know, the water comes in and, and in a lot of places like in northern Martin County and Warfield, uh, it sits and it sits and it sits and it sits and there's nowhere for it to go. So all of that sediment, which includes real toxic coal slurry, sits and then there's mildew and mud and coal and all kinds of really, really bad stuff. Um, and people that were already incredibly poor and having a really hard time uh now they've lost everything and and because of the sediment and the slurry and the and the the mold and everything this isn't you know you can't take it outside and power wash it down with bleach this is this is it's gone it's gone and these folks are already 
waiting on unemployment to, to kick in or uh, maybe struggling to get unemployment because they didn't really have secure employment before. Uh, and this is just salt in, in, in a real long lasting festering wound. I mean, it just it's just doubled down on an already impossible situation. Uh, Martin County is not the only one. Of course, Breathitt County just got absolutely wrecked. Uh, Johnson County had a ton of flooding, even right there in town in the courthouse in Paintsville. Um, it, it's just, it's all over Eastern Kentucky in, in, in areas that already, you know, were just having a horrible time and, and now it's even worse. Uh, that does sound just horrible. Um, and, you know, and I think that is that when the water goes away, it's not like everything's fine, right? right. You know, that, and especially if it sits there for a while, you know, that, uh, the, the mold, you know, oftentimes like toxic mold, like that. Yeah, I'm like, this is a toxic stuff. situation. Yeah. Um, this can grow to something even like a de deadly is what yep. I'm thinking. So, yep. Um, and I, I was really lucky. I, I did just a Facebook post about like, give me some donations. I live in this great neighborhood in, in Frankfurt now, the neighborhood around the Capitol and my neighbors and my friends. Shout out to Kit who helped me pack a Subaru full of 30,000 gallons of bleach and, and laundry soap. Uh, I, I took a whole bunch of cleaning supplies and stuff home and staff or stocked a, a, a local staging uh, location in Tomahawk where I'm from. Uh, but I also got a ton of money. People gave me a lot, of, a lot of money on Venmo to spend. And I've been talking on email and the phone with some of the local public school resource officers to figure out what the best thing to spend that money on is on. Um, and it looks like it's going to be mattresses and, and box springs and, and uh, bed frames because those are just, they got soaked and there's no replacing them. And it would be dangerous to, to try to clean them and, and do so. So I think that a lot of the money that's, that's coming in is going to go for things like bedding and, and, and mattresses and soft goods that absolutely, no matter what, cannot be uh, saved. Like they have to be replaced because it's, it's dangerous. And like, and like Denise said, deadly. Yeah, but these are people that can't afford it. You know, there is no money to get on Amazon and, and order up a new roll-up mattress for two hundred dollars. Like that's out. That's 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 just not. It's it's not possible. When I when I say this is a poor region, I mean it's like. It, yeah, and uh, people out here in uh, these or Lexington, my Lexingtonians in the urban areas in Central Kentucky. Yes, uh, I need. If you have not been to Martin County or out in, you know, to the border between, you know, of Kentucky and Tennessee, not Tennessee, but uh, Virginia and West Virginia, I need for you all to t at least one time in your life, go, go check it out. Uh, we're seeing pov poverty like you wouldn't know that you're in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. It's something that once you see, you will be very fired up about. And also, I'm about to do a plug for myself. Also, go watch um, last night, and then we'll get back to your conversation. I had my first rural edition, um, Conver Kentucky Conversations with the Bluegrass Activist Alliance um, oh. about um, just issues that concern people in rural parts. And we had my good friends, Mickey and Nina McCoy. Which, yeah, they're from Martin County. Know, Learn those my Inez, Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, we had other folk out there who were talking exactly about these issues that like shocked me. So Mickey and Nina are are gems of the Commonwealth. And if we don't have statues of both of them in the rotunda by the time I die, I'm gonna go down fighting. I mean, they're but. just they're they're two of the most valuable Kentuckians ever. Um 
it, this is tertiary, but it's relevant. When I was in school, I did a lot of uh, research on urban and rural poverty management trends and how urban poor people manage to get through and women on women with children is what I focused on and and rural and and, and the similarities are, are endless you know poor people manage all about the same way it's very matriarchal in the mountains still and I think it's very matriarchal in in urban areas as well um and and poor people are, are using the same ways to to manage with this kind of tragedy as as they do in the in the in the cities too, you know they lean on each other, they lean on their moms and sisters and neighbors, and it's it's really a pull together kind of kind of attitude, which is great to see, but it shouldn't have to be that way, you know. Appalachia was abandoned a long time ago. Yeah, uh, after the coal was gone, everybody pulled out and left, and that's they're just leaning on each other now. And they shouldn't have to lean on each other. They should have. The if you're in the Commonwealth of Kentucky, you should be able to have access to clean water, infrastructure that is working. Uh, you shouldn't have to move to Lexington nor to Louisville to have adequate living arrangements. Right. But, uh, I'm going to get off my soapbox because you're the no, guest. No, girl. We'll be on it together. <laughs> yes. Well, hey, but, uh, so Catherine, really uh, important that you're sharing that. I think it's completely, you know, accurate assessment like how horrible it is that we've allowed this part of our commonwealth to be you know basically written off for you know a generation at least right yeah uh, and it's time for a change there certainly what uh what are ways that people can directly help out like what do you recommend people do to get uh to get some support to these areas well as far as the flooding goes and uh, this is this is all i've got for now and i wanted to provide like vetted good resources for people that they can feel confident donating their money or goods or time to. Um, so just at flood specific, I've got a list that I would, uh, thanks everybody for listening. So Appalachian Reach Out is A-R-O and they've got a really good Facebook page and a website and they're located in Martin County, but they also serve over in Louisa, which is Lawrence County. Mm -hmm. uh, the Breath of County Hunger Alliance is a good one. They're primarily a food food bank, food resource, but as is so often the case in these small rural communities, one nonprofit often does a, a ton of, of other, you know, other work and helping people find clothing or, or medicine or get their insulin, doctor's appointments, that kind of thing. Um, Aspire Appalachia is a good one. Christian Appalachian Project is an oldie, but a goodie. They are always reliable. They are superb stewards of their money. Um, and I, I know that the name is, you know, Christian Appalachian Project, and some people, for some people, that might be a turnoff, and they think, oh, I don't want to do anything that's just going to the church, but their funds go to the people. That it's, it's not. I, I want to be very clear that it's Christian Appalachian Project is, they're dedicated to to, to who they're serving. It, it's not. I think the name is misleading for folks. Um, and then I, I, I really. I think it's important to weigh in on how important uh, local newspapers and local journalism is here. The Mountain Citizen in Martin County is the only reason that they got emergency status from Governor Bashir's office. The county judge executive there in Martin County was not going to call Andy Bashir and request emergency funds status. Rocky Atkins has a famous uh, quote, or not quote, but like saying about it. And he said, hell, we'll take a, a shout across the creek that's enough for us to, to declare an emergency situation somewhere. You don't have to fill out fancy paperwork, just let us know. 
And the county judge executive in Mark County was not going to do it until the wonderful people at the Mountain Citizen held a speech to the fire and said, we're going to tell everybody if you don't. Well, I'm telling everybody now, and they are too. It's fine. Um, but but local newspapers and local journalism in these places, it is it is critical that we support them and we buy subscriptions if it's your hometown or your nana's hometown keep up with what's keep up with what's going on and and but these newspapers are what there that's it yeah the mountain citizen like everybody buy your subscription just just keep them going but but i don't think that that people understand that sometimes this is the only way that the word gets out to the papers in lexington and louisville uh is is through these independent tiny tiny newspapers it's really important that's a good point. And then we had actually had a question in the comments. Uh, Betty asked about uh, whether FEMA is available for people. And I think I just did a quick Google search. Doesn't look like there's been a, an official FEMA disaster declaration yet. There's been the state disaster declarations all around, but there's not gotten the federal one. And we need that to get FEMA mobilized. And I know that, you know, Governor Bashir is asking for it. Uh, I'm assuming that, you know, Somebody I like believe they were holding off on that. No, it was they were waiting for the um, the COVID. I recall re reading it was there. It was in the news. Sorry, why did I jump in to clarify it when I didn't remember the, all the facts? <laughs> Apologize. Moving on to someone else. No, I know. A question for Miss Catherine. I yes, ma'am. I know you all forgot about me. Hi, Miss Catherine. Hi. Um, I know and have heard about you that you're very much. Uh, politically active as a Democrat yeah. and uh, as as I am here in Jefferson County and in other places. And I was just thinking about how people can help out. I know that my sorority, we uh, one of our tenants is service. And I do belong to Alpha Kappa Alpha. That would be the same sorority as our leader, Madam Vice President Kamala Harris. So I will talk to my sorors about possibly helping and whatever that we can do because we love to do service. But I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. And the question is, what's your take on Eastern Kentucky right now? It swung so very much to the right when it used to be a Kentucky Democratic stronghold. And my, what I've said all along is that um, many counties in Kentucky are now uh, and have been for the last four years feeling the effects of the uh, Trump regime. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? Um, all right. I am no expert, but I got a big mouth and a lot of thoughts. Um, I, you know, and a rural Appalachian Eastern Kentucky Democrat is always more conservative than a, than a central Kentucky Democrat always. So I think a lot of times when people say, oh my God, they're all turning red out there. They're turning conservative. You know, they've always been pretty conservative. A lot of that uh, I think that had a whole lot to do with it. Um, when the coal boom ended and they moved out with all the coal, just raped the land, took all the money, all the coal and left no infrastructure, no roads, no rail lines, nothing. You know, the, the coal operators just took it, ran, didn't follow the EPA regulations. Coal mining is important. Do not get me wrong. Uh, I'm, you know, real, real aware of, of how important coal has been to Eastern Kentucky, but that money didn't stay there. Um, and when the coal was gone, 
And that also meant that the coal truck companies were gone and the mechanics that worked on the trucks and the machinery, you know, so all of that labor, a lot of times supported by unions was, it, it started to kind of peter out. And I think that when the uh, union support started to peter out, the Republicans swept in and they gave that right to work stuff. And it is all shit. Sorry, but it is. Uh, and it, and it, it, but it really appealed to people, you know, it did. And they were already, I would say moderate to conservative mindsets about things like religion and guns and abortion. I'm not even trying to get into that. Um, but for an already conservative area that was mostly Democrat because of labor and unions, um, when that union work uh, started to leave because there was none left, it, it had a big impact and people really got caught up in, in the, the Republican rhetoric uh, and frankly diatribe of, uh, oh, we're going to come in and save you and we're bringing Jesus with us. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're going to come in and scare people to death. So they just spend all their time praying and not paying attention to what you're doing. Um, uh, did that answer your question? <laughs> I'm on the rails about this sometimes. I'm not sure I did. Yes, it did yes. very much. Uh, I was able to actually hear a lot more than what I had anticipated. And, and all of these things do work <laughs> hand in hand on why that maybe had happened. Um, I think that sometimes we, I am a progressive, but I think I'm not, you know, just totally, totally all the way to like this extreme left. And I think sometimes right. if, if you're too extreme left, I think being progressive is great we're progressing right yeah. but i think sometimes like if you're too to that extreme of left uh it could maybe i don't know scare some of the more conservatives um away but i'm hoping that you know when it comes time to elect people again that they will understand that uh we care our party cares about the people and there's another party that needs to go and, and really has no other interest but self-interest. There's right. a difference between being selfish, self-interest, and uh, trying to be interested in helping other people. So I, I believe that's what it is. So thank you so much for that. Thank you so much. Well, I, I, I agree with what you said about being too left, like practical progressive, like that's how I identify as I'm a practical progressive. I mean, and, and I think if you, if you, you know, look at it, it's, it's just about people have to live, <laughs> you know, and poverty is poverty, no matter what part of the state you're in, uh, the, the the down the downside of being in the mountains is that you're so isolated and those folks have been isolated for so long that they are terrified and and reasonably rightfully so of anybody trying to come in there's a real uh concern about establishment government and establishment uh politicians you know and the and the visit and vanish is is famous you know there's an election cycle coming up so the gubernatorial candidate come through the senate candidates come through the house the state senate you know and they parade around and they say oh we're gonna fix it and when i get elected you're gonna have running water and you're gonna have jobs and you're gonna have internet and all this so then they either lose and they never come back or uh they win but they get swayed by the you know louisville big money and lexington big money and, and the and the larger interests and they never go back no but you know i i can think of two politicians recently that have actually kept up with what's going on and gone back 
to, to keep on, you know, touching base and making sure people knew they were there to support them. And one of them's Charles Booker and the other one's Adam Elon. And outside of those two, I, nobody ever goes back ever except for them. Yeah. I, th- I, you know, I hope Andy gets back into those communities. Cause I know that, you know, he had Rocky with him uh, mm-hmm. at least in that kind of final push after the, after the primary. And I think that helped an awful lot. You know, obviously he was also running against somebody who'd proven who had, you know, had shown who he was. Right. So Matt Bevin had shown very clearly who he was and it was not a friend of working folks. Right. So now what we, what are we going to do about it though? Right. So I think we need to show that democratic policies mean you do better. Right. So the $300 a month that are coming to you because of the American Rescue Plan means that your life in rural, you know, Kentucky is going to be better. Uh, Does that mean that, you know, they're going to get clean water and broadband is going to be there for you immediately? No. But Andy was fighting to get more money for, you know, for broadband to get it out there into these areas, whereas the Republicans stopped him from doing that. Right. He wanted right. to use some of this windfall to actually help deliver broadband in areas that need it. And what happened? The Republicans said no. So, you know, a kind of cultural fight does not make folks' life better, right? But actual policies can. And I think we just need to make sure that, you know, we aren't getting dragged down into the cultural piece. Because, yeah, I get it. Nancy Pelosi is not popular in, you know, uh, some of these counties. Uh, and Mitch McConnell, as much as he's like, you know, horrible. Like, you know, he, uh, whatever. Like, he's a, he's, a, he's a Kentuckian. So they'd rather have him in power than some you know, cult, cultural elitist, right? Is it, like, is it bad for me to say something really quick? Uh, apparently uh, it is not because here you are. What do you, what oh, do you got? Oh, hello. I like, I like Nancy Pelosi. I think she's done a great job. Like, I don't think enough people say that. But Nancy I mean, doesn't just, live in Kentucky. Uh, no, she doesn't. Not only that, there needs to be more people reaching out to the diverse uh, demographic that you do have in rural areas. I don't think that we really touch upon them or they really feel included in the democratic processes. They don't. Once again, a plug for my show, go watch that um, Bluegrass Activist Alliance presents Kentucky Conversations with Denise Gray, Rural Edition. Okay, so <laughs> you know what? Uh, 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 Aaron, mm. It's just going to be a plug for shows today. No, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say this. I'm gonna, I mean, I think we, we've gone a little long. I'm going to yes, thank Catherine for bringing her perspective because I think it's super valuable. Uh, glad we could share a bunch of those links so people can know where to go to, d- oh, to yeah. donate. Uh, and then I'm going to just like say, hey, we're going to wrap up the show <laughs> and we're going to uh, because we've gone a little long. Right. Uh, so uh, we made a, a promise to ourselves and others that we would try to keep this show as close to half an hour as possible. And we've blown well past that. So sure. uh, we're going to wrap up now. Catherine, any final thoughts you want to leave us with in terms of what we can do to help or, you know, uh, some political considerations you really think we need to know? First of all, I can't believe that I get to be on a show with Denise Gray. Like I am tickled. <laughs> I am tickled. This is great. And Kimberly, it is so nice to meet you too. I just, uh, this is, um, this is like, I'm a little starstruck. I won't lie. Um, I just, I really think that the Democratic Party in Kentucky, uh, many people, I've, I've worked for them in a hundred different campaigns. We really, the most important thing is that we have to, we have to go to Eastern Kentucky the way we go to the cities and we have to stay. We cannot just go in at election times and say, hey, our Democratic policies are the best. They're better. They're better. Vote for us and then leave. Like who the hell is going to believe that? Nobody. 
we have to go in and set up shop and be available and be there all the time. We have to be available 100% of the time, not just on election like cycles. Uh, we're never going to win if we keep ignoring the mountains like we do and swooping in. People are smart and they realize when you're just pandering for their vote and you don't seem to, even if you do care, they realize when you don't seem like you care. And we have got to set up shop and be a permanent available commodity for folks to use in the mountains. And that's, that's, that's the hard line as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but is Mitch there? Is Mitch showing up? I mean, he Mitch, got... who cares about him? Like, <laughs> isn't, that the, isn't that the thing though? There has to be a contrast. Like it's a choice. Are the Republicans setting up shop there? It, like, it I mean... doesn't matter what they're doing. It's what, I, as far as I'm concerned, it's what we need to do. You know, no. who cares about Mitch? Who cares about Rand? Let them do or not do whatever they're going to do. It, it has to be up to, to, to us. To the, And when I say us, I mean progressives and Democrats and, and liberals here in the rest of the Commonwealth. We have to go do the work. Uh, we're never going to win again if if we don't go do the work and be genuine about it. You know, we can't just roll through and and wave and say we're going to fix it on our way out the door. We have to be there. That's true. I we don't think worrying about what Mitch and Rand are doing is going to do us any good. Uh, all right, because they got the guns and they got the God and they got the anti-abortion. So it's, it's easy to go with them. Uh, the Democrats are going to have to win them over with some actual getting the job done. Right, but uh, that right. takes patience. That takes patience. 100%. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, looks like you are a fan. Uh, you got fans there in the comments, uh, Catherine. Lots all of right. folks are excited <laughs> to hear what you have to say. So thank Don't you for sharing with me. us. I'll answer all your questions. <laughs> Thank you so uh, Cap, much, Aaron. Check out Catherine's it. live stream. It'll be happening soon uh, on this Facebook platform. All right. Uh, I think we're going to have Kimberly wrap up as we do uh, most every week uh, with some final thoughts. Yes, I'd just like to say, Aaron, thank you that I do believe in God and I believe in my guns, but I am a Democrat. How about that? Okay. So are you ready? Yes, you are. You are ready to make Kentucky purple. We need 5,000 likes on our Facebook page. I know you can do it. We're like over 4,000 now. So you can do it, invite your friends. Go on the page, you can click on there, invite, and then just click that one little thing and invite all your friends. You know, you don't have to go one by one by one by one. Just click it, invite all your friends. Those that need to know will like our page and those that don't, well, we'll catch them next time. So we really, really appreciate that. And also, uh, please go check us out there on our Facebook page and, and like us. If you haven't already, it's a responsibility to like us. Uh, numbers do count. Also, um, I think everybody knows that the Commonwealth needs more kernels of truth to call out the propaganda and ridiculous claims of folks like Mitch Ran and Andy Barr. We're hatching a plan to reach out to our neighbors and mobilize folks around the state to join us and take action, but it's going to take you and it's going to take some resources. We're going to print up some postcards. We're going to add some more handwritten messages and we're going to spread the word as well as you will. We've got a goal of raising um, $1,500 for this project which is a really low amount. So I, I, I just don't see any problem with us getting that uh, very rather quickly. So please consider making a donation right now and go hit us up on the Act Blue account right there that you see on the screen. Make a donation to support this very 
very important campaign. Okay, I'm counting on you. So, you know, once again, this show could never, ever be what it is. I know you all like all the, you know, scenes coming up and all those type of things. So we just always want to especially thank Ken at Couchfire Media for producing. Couchfire Media ignites multi-camera, live stream, fiction narrative, nonfiction, educational, informative, um, animation and commercial video production content. Set your content on fire with Couch Fire Media. So uh, Ken owes me money for that infomercial. So just put in the comments how much you think Ken needs to pay me for doing that wonderful infomercial that I just did. And you know, I, I would be remiss if we didn't always thank Nate for the song that you hear, our theme song. And if you wanna hear more of his songs, which you do, go to natosongs.com, that's N-A-T-O songs.com and uh, make sure that you're following and watching you know we have co-hosts on here that do uh, other things as well Miss Denise Gray my friend um, she told you about her show wonderful wonderful show it's the second Sunday of every month over there at Bluegrass Activist Alliance Facebook page and uh, as she told you it's all about rural Kentucky right now. And it has been very informative for me to learn of another uh, spectrum of Kentucky because we're all Kentuckians, all of us, whether you're urban or rural, we're all Kentuckians. We're in this together. And I really, really, really would be remiss if I did not tell you every Sunday at one o'clock on the Facebook page, The Joe's Report Radio Program. And that is the show where I am the host and Mike Breuer is my co-host, Betsy Foster is my co-host. And we just have fun. We just fly by the seat of our pants. And my favorite subjects are talking about Mitch McConnell, anything GOP and Trump. Yes, he's still in our life. So catch us every Sunday at one o'clock. You can also catch us on uh, this page as well. So just wanna shout out and give a real thank you to Miss Catherine for all that information that she gave us. Thank you once again to Denise Gray. Thank you to Ken, Nate, and I just love, love, love my brother in this fun time that we have every Monday, Aaron Viles. And you know what, everybody? Do something really, really nice for everybody this week, okay? And we'll see you back right here. Same bat channel, same time, 7 p.m. Have a good week.